And that suddenly makes her very, very uncomfortable. To the point that she returns the bras. After having worn them. Yes, actually. I don't think I don't think that's something you could do. Hi, Erin. Hey, Zax. Well, I am very excited because I get to tell you about one of my favorite, hateable, guilty pleasure shows ever. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, have you heard of Degrassi? I have heard of Degrassi. Besides from me. Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I know that it was on TV here for a while, but I never really watched it. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's fair. It was... I don't know how big it was because, like, my experience growing up with Degrassi was, like, if you knew Degrassi, you knew Degrassi. There were... It, it's not really the type of show that garners a passive audience. Right. So, there's that. And, um, I... Wanna I want to talk about so many different things that happen on this show because I might feel like you might have been present for one of these conversations um, in the Kind of Friends Discord server, link in bio. <laughs> I always feel so silly saying that. Um, okay, but with Degrassi, whenever any political topic comes up, there is a good way to approach it and a bad way to approach it. And somehow Degrassi always manages to find the worst way or the weirdest way mm. um, to go about it. And before I get into like, they tend to have like the big issue that they want to tackle and that'll usually go across the season. But one character I want to talk about because this is honestly one of the nicest things that I really have to say about Degrassi is that I do think they did the character Yael some justice in the show, even though they waited for, like, the last possible minute of the entire show's existence to do this. And Yael is, the Degra is Degrassi's first non-binary character. Right. Nothing Degrassi ever does is subtle, but I will say I think this representation was subtle. And I'll just go through their journey. They start off the show as basically just the girl in the group. There's these four, they group, this group of four kids. They like game, video games, and that has its own troubling discussion later. But they're fine, but she's just kind of known as the girl of the group. Right. Later on, she starts dating this character, Hunter, in the group. And it goes from the four of them being best friends to now she's Hunter's girlfriend. So things that they used to all do together, now they kind of, mm, it's kind of weird if you're there too because you're his girlfriend. And she expresses that she doesn't like that. And first, because, you know, we were all friends. It's not like I have so many people to hang out with, so I don't want to be shunned from my friends. Mm. And, like, I think that's reasonable. That's a fair yeah. critique to have. Yeah, like, just being in it. Uh, next, we learn that Yael uh, doesn't shame her, shave her armpit hair. And, um... Uh, Hunter wonders if he should crop it or 
airbrush it out of their yearbook photo. Uh, and his sister says, yeah, you'll be doing her a favor. I wouldn't want that on my yearbook photo. And so he does. It also escalates a lot, though, because then sister gets involved uh, and her friend as well get involved. And they start, like, basically altering all of Yale's appearance, like magazine-type deal. Oh. Um, it's a bit extreme. Which I'm like, yeah. Uh, and they also don't do that to any of the other boys in the picture. Right. So that's a little weird. Um, but then, in the end, Yale expresses that she doesn't like that. Not a fan of it. And Hunter's like, yeah, I put the untouched photo in. But he starts talking with his friends, and they're like, you know, you should be honest. If you're not attracted to armpit hair, she should shave it. So he broaches the subject with her, and she says, honestly, like, I'm not really embarrassed about my armpit hair. Like, is this a deal breaker for you? Do I have to? Like, I... That's something, honestly, I was kind of unclear about because, yes, Yale did say that she didn't feel like she had to. She shouldn't have to if she doesn't want to. But it also seemed like if it was, like, such a deal breaker for him that she would start shaving her armpit hair. I I don't really know where they go from there. Hmm. That's a weird situation. Yeah. So, <laughs> he... He decides he's fine with the armpit hair. He doesn't care. He just, you know, he likes her. He just wanted to be honest. That, you know, it's not his favorite thing aesthetically. Right. And I think, honestly, I think that's a fine conversation to have. You shouldn't, like, lie. That'd be weird if it came out, I guess. Mm. Um, but, you know, she, nothing's it. Then, um, next thing that happens is um, Lola befriends Yale and there's going to be this fair at the school that has like a bouncy castle and <laughs> Yale doesn't want to go on it and Lola's like oh you don't have the right kind of bra and she's like no I don't actually that is the problem so Lola offers to take her uh bra shopping and they get a cute bra, she goes on the bouncy castle, her boobs aren't moving all over the place, and she feels great. What's also happened is they were able to cut in front of the line, and her guy, one of her guy friends, not her boyfriend, gives her his cotton candy so that she doesn't have to go to the long line. Mm. And Yael at first is like, man, today is, everything's turning up the aisle today, this is great. And then Lola says, yeah, I told you that bra was a great idea. Twitch Ale says, what? What are you talking about? Oh. And she wasn't aware that because her breasts were more prominent today that she was getting this special treatment. And that suddenly makes her very, very uncomfortable. To the point that she returns the bras. After having worn them. Yes, I don't think that's something you could do. You know that. Well, okay. I think she might. She only wore one because, like, she literally like during lunch they bought the bras and then went back to school. Uh. So she only had time to like wear one. So, but you know what? I never even thought about that. You're right. Yeah. She wore one. Did she also return that bra? Huh. A little bit of a. I don't know. A little bit of a sanitary oversight, I think. 
Yeah, I didn't even, you know, that's so, I've never tried to return I didn't even think about that, but yeah, no, that is a, even, um, like, at Victoria's Secret and stuff, they have, like, those, like, special, like, tape things over it, like, that's for you to, like, wear it over your underwear and stuff, mm. um, but yeah, so that is, oof, they did miss the boat on that one, okay, um, but, you know, she's looking at herself in the mirror, and she's just really getting a little frustrated, but more sad, and uh, the saleswoman, like, peeks in, like, hey, you need help with anything? Is everything all right? And she's not being really serious, but she's just kind of like, I wish you could just make them disappear, referring to her breasts. And the saleswoman says, oh, well, you know, uh, if you're interested, we do sell binders. Would you like to try one on? I will say, though, now that you've brought up the sanitation issue, she does not wear any of these things over her clothes. She wears them directly over her breasts. Is it different for bras? Because I I think that in my experience, bras have always been included in that. You know, I can't really, you know, I never really tried on bras in my experience bra shopping. But, like... It was more just like, I got measured, they were like, this is your size, and I'd be like, okay, this one looks cute, but like, because I was told my size, I didn't bother trying it on. I wasn't really concerned with how it would look, because it's just, you know, going under my clothes. Mm. Um, but, that is interesting. I don't know, I just never really thought about that before. But I would imagine you shouldn't put it directly on your skin if a bunch of people are. Mm. But this also might be these trying times we're living in that makes me more sensitive <laughs> to that. <laughs> um, um, but, yes. Yeah, it's a, a little off topic. It's not the focus of what we're talking about, but Degrassi doesn't, uh, doesn't have good sanitation uh, representation. No. It does not. You're very correct in that. <laughs> and, um, okay, so she tries on the binder and she runs her hand straight down and her breasts aren't, you know, out anymore. So she feels great. This is a great buy. She genuinely didn't know that this was an option and she feels great. So... Then, uh, fast forward a little bit, and the boys, uh, are talking about what we're gonna do for the big Degrassi showcase, and what they're gonna do is, they call it Symphony of Farts. They're going to light their farts on fire to the tune of Ride of the Valkyries. That's such a boy thing to do. <laughs> well... It's interesting that you say that because Gael is not interested in this at all and says, oh, that's dumb. Can we do something else? And they're like, oh, you just, they were like, oh, I told you guys you wouldn't like it. And then she says, what do you mean? Well, you're a girl. And then I'm thinking like, I feel like I know plenty of men who don't find farts funny. Mm -hmm. But fine. It's. You know, then, but here's something too, though. They immediately ask Lola, the girl that I've mentioned before, and they're like, do you think farts are funny? And she says, oh yeah, they're hilarious. Which to me, I think that disproves this. It's not a gender thing with right. farts. It's just a preference. Yeah, some people have more or less of a preference for farts. <laughs> no. Lola's an anomaly, they say. <laughs> so it is 
still girls and boys. But Lola, she just defies the odds. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so then she gets really frustrated, but she's not done talking to them. And they're like, well, hold on, we're going to the bathroom. And she's like, whatever. And she starts walking with them, and they're like, hey, no, stop. And she's like, what are you, like, what? <laughs> Which, this is something weird, too, because, like, Tristan, now, I know that he is, like, out and gay, but he uses, he goes with his uh, female friend Zoe into the girls' bathroom all the time to talk. So, I don't know why. Well, I guess, but Zoe doesn't mind, and they're going in together. But I guess since Yael's friends did not want her to come in, that's why it was a bigger thing. Mm. Maybe? I don't know. But, like, it, Degrassi, one thing, Degrassi really tries to present it as, like, this really progressive school. Right. And, like, to an extent, it is. It's just, except when it wants to tackle it reforming an issue, then it's not. But for the most part, it's a pretty progressive school. Um, so anyway, so she, they get into, like, this, not scuffle. I don't know what to call this. But they're basically, like, physically making a barrier for Yale from following them in the bathroom. And she's not really concerned with girls' bathroom, boys' bathroom. She just wants to really finish this conversation. And she doesn't like... It seems like she doesn't like them using the boys' bathroom as a way to stop the conversation immediately. Right, that seems that seems fair, but the resistance she's putting up to it is a little bit strange, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that. So the guidance counselor sees this thing and calls Yale to her office and says, you know, um, we've been noticing lately that you've uh, started wearing a binder. You wanted to go into the boys' bathroom. Um, like, basically she's trying to ask if she's trans and, like, if they, if there's anything that the school can do to make her school experience more comfortable. Right. Um, you know, which I think, I mean, I, it's not the easiest conversation to have, but, like, I think that's fine. <laughs> mm. I don't know how else you could go about it, I think, um. Yeah, school guidance counselor discussions are very odd. I've had a I've had a couple myself, but not okay. for this reason, although also for bathrooms in a weird way. <laughs> and yeah, it's not a very fun discussion to have, so I imagine that scene being very awkward. Yeah, and it was, but I I think it was like a good awkward where it's not like they're trying to be like, "Oh, look at how out of touch she is." It's just like Sometimes conversations are awkward, but everybody's just trying their best kind of mm. thing. Um, yeah. So, then she goes to her friends and are like, so, guidance counselor, for some reason, thinks I'm a trans man. That's weird, right? Like, I'm not. And then her friends are like, okay, I guess, but, like, then what is going on with you? And she says, what are you talking about? And they say... Well, something's going on with you, but whatever it is, you know, we're your friends and we love you. It's not super important, but one of the friends in their group is, like, out and gay as well. So, you know, he's ready to support. The one, 
Hunter and Baz are, they're two straight characters, and they're, Baz is more accepting than Hunter will be about all this. Right. But, you know, but then VJ is, you know, he, he understands being different and in high school, so he, he just wants Hale to know that whatever's going on, you know, like, you're not going to lose your friends. Mm. So, like, but, and this, this is something that I think is cute because they are younger. They're not, I want to say they're either in ninth or 10th grade. I'm not 100% on that, but I know they're the younger. They're the underclassmen. Because right. there's another group of kids that are seniors. Mm. So they're not seniors. So I don't, but either way, I do think it's cute because, not like in a mean way, but because <laughs> they're not very tactful. They're like, but you are being really weird, so can you, like, figure your stuff out? Because it's, like, it's, what, what is happening here? Because we thought what the guidance counselor thought. So, and this is frustrating to Yael. So she starts venting to Lola about it and explains that she doesn't, she's not a trans man. But at the same time, sometimes she doesn't really feel like she's that much of a girl either. Mm. But also, this is kind of stressful, too, because, like, through this whole time, we can see her getting more frustrated because everyone just expects her to know what's the tea, what's going on. And she genuinely does not know. Right. What this is. I should also probably, uh, uh, I should also probably mm-hmm. say really quickly, uh, for viewers who don't know, I'm a trans woman, and getting some kind of form of gender dysphoria over people sexualizing you because of breast development is actually really normal and common for women and it doesn't necessarily make you trans so the fact that the show pushes this all very very quickly is kind of strange to me but maybe that's just the the bad writing or i mean yeah it's i should i guess i should say like technically more time has lasted because while i'm putting all these together it's an, Degrassi's an ensemble cast, right. so it's like, so this will be like a piece of what she's doing this episode and a piece of what's happening next episode kind of thing. Meanwhile, we're, we're also talking about like five other people's yeah. stories in one episode. Mm. Yeah. So there's a bit more time, but in particular with the sexualization of the breast, that was the first time that she wore the bra and she immediately returned mm. So I don't know if that's still a little too fast. Um, I I think that that on its own is probably reasonable. Like if you you experience sexualization and you just really do not take well to it, especially at a young age, then it can kind of be a little bit traumatic. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. Well, they're still, like, we're still following her journey. Um, And it's about to change because Lola points out that a YouTuber she watches identifies as genderqueer or non-binary. Right. They don't feel all girl, all boy. And then Yael, look, her interest is definitely peaked because she was not aware that that was a thing. Mm. And then Lola says, I think this calls for a makeover. And um... Yeah, I was like, not everything needs a makeover. And Lola says, just trust me. So they change. She gets a makeover from um, 
Lola. And it's like a dress shirt and I put it in muted. So Lola change, helps her pin some of her hair back. We find out the red hair she's been wearing up to this point was a wig. She has like a white dress shirt, a vest, and like some like loose pants. Mm. And then she takes her into the mirror and uh, says, what do you think? And Yael starts getting teary-eyed. And Lola's like, oh no, is this a bad idea? And Yael says, no. By the way, in real life, me watching this was really teary-eyed as well for this. But then Yael is like, no, this is I finally feel like me. And I was just like, oh my. It was so sweet that she, that they now, from this point on, they use they, them pronouns for Yael. Right. Um. But they're just so happy to be themselves. And I was like, you know what, Degrassi? You botched racism. I don't think you got feminism. More racism you tried to tackle. And pretty much everything else. But in this one case, in Yael's journey, I think you did all right. Mm. So far, it seems that way to me. Right. Well, here's where things take, not turn, but where I don't know how I feel about this next part. I really, like, I go back and forth. I don't know. So we can talk about it. All right. Um, if you're in the Discord server, you might, for those listening, not Aaron, Aaron, you're in there. I know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just clarifying. We have a text channel, Interesting Threads, where usually in the subreddit uh, relationships, they usually post something and I'll be like, oh, what do you guys think about this? Anyone can do it just so far as just me. (laughs) And one of the ones was a man whose girlfriend recently realized that they think that they're non-binary and they want to start exploring that part of themselves. And the boyfriend was worried that he would be less attracted to them. Right. And Degrassi, and when I saw this, it immediately reminded me of Yael. Because, remember I mentioned, Yael has a boyfriend, Hunter. Right. And this is something kind of interesting. But Yael, like, at least they never show this. Which I, that's one thing I will say. Degrassi... I don't know if I'm supposed to just assume that these uh, conversations happened off screen or if they just didn't happen at all because it doesn't seem like she ever told Hunter that she would like to be referred to as they, them, and that they are now non-binary. It seems like he just showed up to school one day and Yale was non-binary. And then he has a pretty bad reaction throughout. Um, Yale walks up to him and says, what do you think? And he just flips out a little bit and is like, what, am I gay now? And he storms off. <laughs> well, which on, on the bright side, they nailed the... Uh, the grade 10, grade 9 attitude pretty well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was just 
kind of shocking because she they they just had this makeover. Right. And were really happy and excited to understand themselves. Immediate nosedive. Exactly. And Yael is just left there to cry by themselves. Oh, that's awful. It's real sad. But then, um, and it's also, what makes it more interesting is that everyone is very accepting because most people just felt confused. But Yael was also confused. So once... Everyone understood what was going on. It was like, oh, okay, they, them, that's, you're still Yael, you're still our friend, great. Like, I think it was mostly frustrating because they were very frustrated. They were very sad, they were very stressed out, and it was just not very fun to hang out with them as much as it used to Mm. be. Which, you know, not saying it's their fault for feeling that way, but I'm just, that's why... Their friends were acting the way they were at the time. The hunter continues to be salty about this, and they also don't break up. Really. Which, I don't know. I feel like he dumped Yael when he said, am I gay now and stormed off? But they're not. And later on, it's prom. And they're underclassmen, so they get to, like, volunteer, like, help with the photo booth and the punch bowl and stuff. Right. And everyone's having a fun enough time. Uh, Hunter... Hunter doesn't come at first, but then he does. And Yael is more than happy to see him. And after most people have taken their pictures, the freshmen are like, hey, like, let's go take a quick picture at the photo booth. We can. (laughs) And Hunter and Yale go to take a picture. Yale gets, like, a little mustache to be silly in the picture. And the photographer tells Hunter something along the lines of, like, Hey, Swell, you're with your boyfriend. And then he, then Hunter gets really hostile and says, She's, he's not my boyfriend. And then the photographer is like, oh no, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize, miss. And then Hunter says, they're not a girl either. And the whole time Yael says, it's okay. It's fine. Like, they were fine with either. Mm. They were fine with all the pronouns this man used, really. <laughs> and then Hunter says, isn't that the point of all this? And then they do this. And I don't know where you're supposed to go from that conversation. I also want to quickly like go back to something that you said and just ask, how progressive of a school is Degrassi that two... Uh, in like perceivably male friends step into a fo- photo booth and the photographer immediately assumes they're boyfriends instead of just two guys hanging out or just yeah uh... seems like a very progressive <laughs> school it's also but also you bring up a good point because the photographer also 
isn't at the school regularly. Right. Maybe Canada is just really progressive, but it's still weird to assume anybody's dating. I don't even know if that's necessarily progressive anymore. Because you could just be friends with a boy and girl could just be friends. Right. I think, I will say, I think it's dangerous territory. Like, unless you're just, like, kidding and be like, ah, oh, I ship you guys no matter what kind of thing. To just guess a relationship because, like, they're anytime because you never know like if you don't know these two people in front of you there's so many options sometimes my brother is my son i have friends sometimes their brothers are their husbands sometimes your daughter's actually your wife you know wait what this is very No, you know, like, sometimes, like, there'll be an age gap relationship, oh, yeah. and then they'll be like, oh, you're with your father, and it's like, that's not my dad. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it seems like, quick PSA, it seems like it's safer just not to assume anything about people's relationships. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> they do like... <laughs> Wait, what was that last one? Without context of an age gap relationship, that is a weird one to just slip in. <laughs> Getting a, a little bit American, uh, what was it, like, middle American, middle so- southern American there? Yeah, something bad there. Um, okay, then, um, and this is something weird too, because then, like I said, uh, so Hunter has that freak out during the photo booth, and... Where exactly are we supposed to go from here? Like, how do we... When we were best friends before we were dating. But now, apparently, even if we were friends, it seems like you'd be this way to me. It doesn't seem like... it. I don't... Is he only not accepting because his girlfriend is no longer his girlfriend? Mm. Is it strictly just because they are less attractive to him or is it that he wouldn't be this accepting if this was the case with any of his friends all you've said so far makes me think that he's just very like like he's got very fragile masculinity and feels like if he if he's Hmm. perceived as gay then he's like somehow lesser or something and so maybe it is a relationship thing that makes sense yeah but they don't really ever resolve this conflict. Just the last episode of the show, at some point, we just sort of see Hunter and Yale laughing together. And I guess that insinuates that they're still together? Yeah. And, like, I mean, uh, I guess. That's... I liked the, um, I really liked watching the other episodes where it was just, like, the worst possible takes from every side. Like, the, the game, the gaming club episode where it was just, like, straight up racism from the gamer side versus, like, complete delusional, like, censorship arguments for no good reason from the feminist side. Yes. This episode, like, well, this arc, I should say, 
just sounds very, like, underwhelming and, like, it doesn't really, like... At first it seems like it's going to be interesting and it seems like it's going well, then the relationship stuff happens and then it never really gets addressed again or resolved, if I am correct in my assumption. Yeah, and it's just sort of... Yael and the friends keep saying, like, I'm still me, I just dress different. And there's nothing that really happens. And I don't really know what could happen to change Hunter's mind. Hunter doesn't really feel comfortable with how Yael is now comfortable presenting themselves. Right. So I don't really know how to fix that problem but definitely you should probably at least break up and try to work on being friends again yeah i think that the only solutions there are hunter has some kind of introspection and figures out why he feels the way he does and tries and solve solve the problem from his own end or they break up and find a different partner because like hunter seems very preoccupied with not appearing gay and so, I, I think that that's kind of incompatible with the, having a non-binary, gender non-conforming partner, which sometimes appears male. If, if you're yeah. that shallow to make that a core, core feature of your relationship, then maybe it's not for you. Yeah, and it, the, I guess what's also kind of a little bit interesting about it is that it's like, I don't... On the one hand, the show makes Hunter act really mean. But at the face of it, like, you can't really help what you find attractive. Right, that everyone has preferences. So, I it's not that feelings still wouldn't be hurt because Yael would like to continue the relationship, but if it's just not going to work for Hunter, I don't think that that by itself is a problem but the way that he lashes out at them like isn't that what the point of all this was whoa i was just trying to figure myself out and i did Mm. that's what the point was hunter uh (laughs) i guess that's kind of narcissistic right it it seems like he's treating this like as an attack on his on himself really miss informed i think uh it seems like yael is to to hunter transitioning from female to male but what i guess is happening in the situation is yael is just not comfortable with uh traditionally feminine gender presentation and adopts a label of non-binary in order to give themselves a a, an excuse to dress more and behave more and be perceived more the way they want to be. Um, It doesn't seem like they have any intrinsic issue with themselves identity-wise. It's more of just a presentation and and acceptance thing. Yeah, because when the uh, photographer... I was going to say the photo booth guy. When the photographer um, says like double misgenders, I guess, is what happened. They weren't bothered. I don't think they really mind either. I do think there is a preference for they because it encapsulates 
their position more. Mm. But they're not going to see this photographer guy ever again. Right. They weren't that bothered by this five-second interaction that Hunter had to make this big movement about. But I will say, I think I do like that they treat that as bad because I kind of thought that was going to be when we learned that he is okay with it all of a sudden. I thought how the scene was going to go was like, hey, bucko, they're not a boy or a girl. Get used to it. Kind of weird. Yeah. (laughs) So, I guess it's good that that's not what happened. Maybe. I I don't know. It just seems very... It's put together very strangely and probably from the perspective of a lot of people who don't know a lot about how this all works. Which is Mm -hmm. to be expected. But you can do your research if you're not a trans person. Like... You don't have to be female to write female characters. You don't have to be male to write male characters, so on and so forth. You can do the same with representing a minority group of some kind. Or a struggle of some kind Mm -hmm. you've never been through. But the... The issue with that is that it encompasses a lot of research and preparation beforehand. And I... I guess they might have, like, seen... Maybe they've seen some of, like, the the mainstream, like, debate about it, which is just kind of misleading on all sides because nobody really talks about it in depth in in terms of, like, the differences between what gender can represent being, you know, identity, possibly neurology, uh, uh, what was it, um, presentation, social role, so on and so forth. Right. Non-binary can fit into a bunch of those things, and in different ways, which fundamentally affect how somebody feels in a different way. And right. So treating it the way that they did, I think they weren't aware of that, and they just thought it was some kind of like. Mm-hmm. So, I have two questions to sort of end this video. Sure, I wasn't really sure I was going with that anyway. <laughs> um, one, from what you've heard, does this sound like it skews more towards bad representation or good representation of a non-binary character? I... I mean, some of it was a little bit strange with the, like, insistence on entering a a restroom before you really knew what was going on. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess that could be construed as, uh, as potentially weird. Um, the way that all of their friends kind of, before they know what is going on, push them in that direction could, from a malicious point of view, be construed as as some kind of, like, gender grooming by the, like, the wrong kind of crowd. But aside mm. aside from, like, political, like, fringe arguments that can be, like, twisted and construed by people, I don't think it was necessarily that bad. It doesn't seem like they, like... From what I heard, it doesn't seem like the character acted very, like inhuman or like pre- like predatory or 
or anything that was like really mainstream argument about trans people at the time and non-binary people. Uh, it it seems like it was like a very neutral res uh, a very neutral representation. Okay. Yeah. And then my final question before we wrap up uh, is: Is this better than no representation? Uh, I th- I think so. In that. I think it's nice that people are just becoming more accepting of having characters who are, you know, in quotes, different on their shows. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you could make the argument that, sure, uh, if it doesn't, like, if it doesn't uh, have a place in the story or in, in the character arc or whatever, even though it did in this case, you know, you could say, mm-hmm. why have it at all? But then the question is, why shouldn't you have it? Like, what's the point of excluding mm-hmm. it if it doesn't, like, it doesn't change anything, so why exclude it? So I, I think it's good for acceptance, but maybe... Maybe not in the way people might expect. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for coming on, Aaron. I This is... Your first video. How'd you feel being on here? Uh, it was interesting. It's the first time I've done anything like this, I guess. So, I hope I did well. Um, I'm, I'm really nervous about myself sounding kind of kind of stupid and changing my voice like mid mid episode, but I don't think I did that too much. No, I mean I didn't notice that, but I'm also used talking to you. So yeah, there's that. But um. Hey you guys, quick little addendum because I forgot to do this in the video, but Aaron has a very special announcement. Uh, so it's my first appearance on this and I feel a little, I feel a little bad asking for any help, but I am currently trying to fundraise for my, uh, gender transition, uh, transitionary surgery. Um... I was unable to get it insured and get decent results, so I need to fundraise quite a bit, and if you could share it around in relevant communities, even if you don't donate, sharing is very, very much appreciated. There'll be a link to it in the description. Yeah, and so, yeah, please help. Aaron is a very special kind of friend to all of us, and yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're gonna do more of this. Aaron had mentioned a little bit earlier their take on gaming and feminism, which we will talk about next time. And remember to comment, like, and subscribe because we